welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Mackenzie Caligiuri, marketing coordinator and podcast producer. On today's episode, CEO and host Tiffany O'Donnell talks to Marsha Aldridge, who is the Vice President of Human Resources and Shared Services for IMT Insurance in West Des Moines. Marsha's career focused on human resources with a passion for leadership development. She is a lifelong learner holding multiple master's level leadership degrees in business administration, leadership development, organizational development, and a PhD from Drake University, where her dissertation research focused on identity transition and retirement. Marsha is on a mission to share her leadership journey. In her spare time, she enjoys biking, camping, and hanging out with friends and family. You will most likely find her outdoors somewhere around Iowa. Thank you so much for taking time out for us. Really appreciate it. And I have to say, it isn't often that I'm joined by somebody that not only has multiple master's degrees, but a PhD in leadership as well. Marsha Aldridge, wow. I'm very excited to be here and I really appreciate you inviting me. So leadership, I mean, it means it means so much to so many people. I'm going to ask you a really big question, uh, but I've no doubt you can answer this here. Why is it so important and why do we need it more than ever? Well, our role and responsibility in leadership I'll talk organizationally first. Okay. We are entrusted and we are paid and we are in a role to help mentor and guide and 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 share what we know with the people around us. And so important because they look to us to do that. And so often as I've been in this 30 years, I've been here a long time. And so often in in the times leading to where we are now, it was all about power. It was all about title and it was all about power. And I love this shift that we're seeing in the last five plus years. I want to say 10, but 10 seems too long that leadership is more about how do we all work together? How do we get to that common goal? How do we enrich each other? How do we make this better? Whatever this is, whether it's the company or our role as women or education, there's so many things that we can lead. And it's just so important that we all lean into that, especially as women. And I was asked the other day about IMT, and I think IMT is a great place. I would talk to you all day long about how great IMT is. And an employee asked in our town hall, can we change the vernacular of what leadership means at IMT? because it means so many things, committees and certificates, and it's not just being a people leader. And I was so excited by that question because you'll hear me say that we're all a leader. We, we are, Mm -hmm. everyone here is a leader. We all do this together. And so I was so excited uh, by that question. And I encouraged that person, like these come in anonymous, but please come and talk to me. Uh, If you have ideas and you want to be able to push this out through all of us, bring them to me because I've been trying. Wow. And I can't imagine as a team lead, uh, how gratifying that is to know that, you know, you have a team member who looks at themselves as a leader, regardless of position or power, as you said. And I love that. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I've been in it a long time. And so I have the opportunity to, I also teach at Grandview. So I'm a professor 
And uh, so I, I come in contact with young students, most of them at Grandview are traditional, though I do have some non-traditional students. And then of course we have our interns and people that hire at IMT. So I have access to many different people. And I love encouraging um, people in that way that think of yourself as a leader. Let's, let's develop that. Let's let you see that so that you can start walking it and developing it. So that is one of my, it's a great day when I could have those conversations and that person walks away, female or male, and they're like, I am a leader. This is really great. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's really true. Do you see some innate leadership skills uh, in, in men and different and women that may be different? Yeah, you know, uh, not going stereotypical, but again, I have a lot of years of anecdotal. I do tend to see the females as a little more nurturing, a little more uh, timid, softer negotiation is non-existent. Uh, Confidence is not there. And the men sort of come into this. Now, I don't think it's personality and I don't think that it is not available in the sexes or genders. I think it's how we have raised them. Mm-hmm. It's how we have been in the classroom and it's how we have been uh, at university. It's how we do it in at IMT in any corporation. I think systemically we inadvertently encourage those behaviors. And uh, I am the first to uh, try to help someone build that nugget and kernel of confidence so that they can break out of that and say, I am confident about this. I can Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And it is, you know, we don't like to generalize, but I always say, well, women, women is in the name of the organization I run. So I talk a lot about a lot about women, but, you know, to your point, um, you know, the young girls are valued for following the rules and paying attention in class. And, you know, we'll tend to dismiss behavior from a rambunctious boy is just boys being boys, you know, so there is so much of that just culturally embedded in us. And I, I think about I I would be the first to admit that myself, you know, I need, I always feel like I need to prove to myself first, I can do something before I do it. Um, And to your point about our male colleagues, they just do it and they figure it out when they get there, you know? And, and then my husband taught me the greatest gift. Um, I'd given, been given this stretched opportunity and was kind of fretting about it a bit. And he said, oh my gosh, guess what happens if, if it doesn't work out? And I was like waiting for this really powerful answer, insightful, wise. And he looks at me with a straight face. He goes, the sun comes up tomorrow. I mean, just what a gift, that sort of mentality that, you know, hey, I'm going to do something. I'm going to try something. I haven't done it before. It might work. It might not work. And guess what? The sun's going to come up tomorrow. So yep. <laughs> that is a great gift. Uh, well, you're certainly, certainly walking the walk of, of leadership and not just in your professional life, but really uh, all, all that you do, whether it be with mentoring other women and men. Um, and I see this, this ragbri accomplishment too. I mean, that's got to be some kind of record. 24, huh? Yeah. This, so this is my 25th year coming up on this one. And uh, my husband and I, we met on ragbri in Aww. 2006. Yep. Yep. And we got married. So every single year after that, it's kind of our thing. That's how we met. And so we've, we, for a number of years, we did the entire thing. And then after a few of that, we're 
at the time in our late forties. And we decided we were a little too tired to keep doing it every day. <laughs> and every year we say, it costs a lot of money. It's a lot of effort. Why are we doing this? But yet we keep returning because it's kind of our thing. Yes. And so this year uh, we were, we were thinking about getting in shape and doing the whole thing again, because it comes through Des Moines. And then we're like, Oh, it comes through Des Moines. We could do this day and hop off and be at home in our own beds. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think more, more and more of my friends, certainly those who've done it a lot, uh, kind of pick those little pieces of the route they can, they can ride for sure. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand your abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and undergraduate programs to people from all walks of life. Our forward-looking, future-focused approach puts you on the path to success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female, our past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. You and I had an opportunity to connect on a panel um, regarding women in the workplace. It wasn't the typical panel on women in the workplace, though. Um, I think in a lot of our listeners, this is going to resonate with them. We were talking about the role of women as caregivers and not just for our young children at home, but so many of us that have aging parents. Um, those of us who have been in the workplace a long time might be pushing 50, 60. Luckily for us, people are living longer. So our parents are, you know, living well into their 80s and beyond. And we find ourselves caregiving as well as balancing work. And can you just talk to our listeners a little bit about why, you know, this is important to you having this conversation? Yes. And I think it ties back to your question earlier about different women, how women present themselves as leaders, how men present themselves as leaders, and the systemic operation that, and it's inadvertent. In many cases, we don't intentionally do this. But I think in organizations and in corporations, who is called on to take care of the kids? Who is called on to take care of an aging parent or even a family member? It's typically the mom, the female, the sister, the mother. And so this, this happens. And so what we have found in our organization, especially through COVID, COVID, I use it as a a time bound. Oh, that was before COVID. That was during COVID after it was a terrible time, but it did bring out and show us so many things. And through that, we had many, many female uh, employees that had to care for Uh, their children that were displaced from daycare and school. Mm -hmm. And then through aging and sickness, we're called on to um, do that as well. And so we started asking ourselves here at IMT, is this something we need to be looking at as this, as we all age uh, and the baby boomer population is out there, you know, we've heard about this for the last 15 years, shouldn't be a surprise to us. Um, The employees that are being called on, in greater numbers are the females. So should we, how should we support them? What can we be doing? And in the process of those conversations, my parents uh, struggled and needed assistance. And I am one of 10 kids. Oh, wow. Youngest girl, five boys, five girls, youngest girl, not the youngest, thankfully, because Chuckerbug holds that spot at <laughs> 55. Oh, wow. And we, he still hears that too. But and. And, and for some reason, I'm the one that 
they call on. Well, they're in Oregon and I'm in Iowa. But through COVID, I could not say, that's not my problem. I have a life here. You guys are there. There's there's a ton of you. Fix this. And so I've had to chose to fly back and forth and help care for my parents and get them into assisted living and make sure that they were secure and happy. And I had the fortune of having a position that I could do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, having flexibility at IMT where I could go there and work. Uh, I was there for an entire month, month of January, and then again in March. And my boss, uh, Sean Kennedy, the CEO is so supportive of family first, which is part of our culture. And so we continue to have these conversations because I feel like I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty strong. I know how to get things done, but an employee may not. And so we have been exploring ways that we can help and support our employees who are doing so much for us. It's got to be just by the numbers. It's got to be more and more of us finding ourselves. I suppose, you know, if we're lucky, we all want our parents to be around as long as we can have them. Um, but I have no doubt that it plays into some of the burnout that we see that we often think of um, just associated with mothers of young children. How are you tackling that? What are some of the ideas you've been throwing around at IMT to accommodate this need? One of the, one of the, uh, we're excited. Uh, Delta Dental has a new product called Caregiven and it's piloting, I think in August. And so we have asked, I have asked um, to be on that pilot to test out the system and see what it entails and see if our employees are going to do it. So we'll be part of a pilot program for them and, and super excited. One of the things that I struggled with, and I feel like I'm pretty capable, but I struggled with trying to figure out what resources are available. What do my parents even need? I have no idea. I haven't had little kids for a very long time. And unfortunately, when you have parents in their 80s and almost 90, some of the caring is similar to when you were starting your family and you had to figure out Mm -hmm. daycare and all of that. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't know. And part of what caregiving is... It's an app that helps put all those pieces together. So all the hours that I spent and flew from here to there, uh, I was telling them I was pretty excited about that because I I could have done some of that from here Mm -hmm. and then spent more quality time with my family when I was out there. So we're excited about that. And then another thing that we're looking at, we recently increased our maternity and paternity time for our uh, employees. So moms get... 10 weeks covered. And then you have, uh, you know, they have their vacation and full FMLA. So it's paid so they can not have to worry about that. The depleting their vacation doesn't work. Depleting your sick time, you're just kicking the problem down the road. And then dads, we uh, give them four weeks of time. Oh, wonderful. That's paternity for them. And so as we talked about what that looks like for those individuals caring for their little, little tiny family members, what can we do for employees who are in a caregiver role? Should mm-hmm. we, can we put in a bank of time for them that they can use for uh, appointments, for I got to do some investigation. I need, I just need some time to concentrate on what this looks like. We're pretty flexible with our sick time. So for if my parents were here and, and I was with them, taking them back and forth to uh, doctor appointments or caring for them in their home that I would be, I could use sick time for that. And so we're pretty flexible that way. But we talked about looking at a bank of time that Mm -hmm. our employees that truly need to care for a family member could use. That's an interesting concept. And again, it puts the, the employee and the team member in control, you know, which I think a lot of us like, we don't want, we don't want to be a burden, you know, we want to 
do things that we, you know, we can plan for. I think, unfortunately, too, some of these caregiving roles are pretty finite in nature. You know, I think about those who have to put loved ones in hospice. I mean, uh, this isn't sadly an indefinite time away, you know, and if there was a way that we could just give people the grace and the time and, and the confidence to know that it's there, I just, I think that would go a long way. And I'm an eternal optimist. I think people want to do the best job they can. I think that that they give their heart and soul to IMT for us and that we 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 are a business, we are running a business, but it, but I feel like we can we can balance that. We can be partners mm-hmm. in that. And through COVID, we came out of it. We went into it a very traditional insurance company where our hottest topic for a couple of years was dress code. Should we change our dress code? Can we allow jeans? What about flip-flops? That literally lasted two years until we finally, the CEO just said, you know what? It's dress for success. Let them decide. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, we come out of COVID and and no one worked from home except we have field positions, but that just was not going to happen. If you're not sitting here, I don't know if you're working. So very, very traditional insurance company and organization to we came out of it fully flexible. We said, you know what, for the last two and a half years, you have done a great job for us and decided how and when to get your work done. We're going to keep doing this model for as long as it's working. Now we don't want you working 20 hours a day. So if you're not working, we'll have a conversation. If you're working too much, we're going to have a conversation, but we trust you. We trust that you're adults as part of our core values. And so we're just going to let this be and see how it works. I don't care what they're doing across the street. We're going to be a fully hybrid environment. I'm glad you mentioned that boundary setting. You know, we're not working 20 hours a week. That is what we're, we're finding a lot of times when you are given the freedom to work at home. It, um, you know, we're working all day and all night. How do you help your leaders not burn out at IMT? Wow, Tiffany, that's a great question. I wish I had an answer. I <laughs> no do, magic pill uh, here. No magic pill. It is, it's a reality here. We hear from them that the workload is higher than ever. And so we listen, we do our employee survey and we just had the town hall and we we talk through this. And my main thing is I I we're partners in this. And so you'll have to help us understand what that looks like. Because if you're working on the wrong things, I know it feels great and and you want to help the company, but perhaps that's not where we should be spending our time. We're in the PNC industry right now. And so as you can imagine, the storms are not our friend. And that is a really big focus for us right now. So anything outside of those storms is a nice to have. And in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need, we need to breathe. We need, we need air, we need water. And that's where we are. So these special projects, while they might be great, we don't have time for those. And and it's helping them prioritize their load so that they're working on the right things. I think people want to contribute and do so much mm-hmm. on their own. And it doesn't have to be overloaded. I know I talk to my HR manager about that all the time. She's awesome, but I have to say, okay, stop. I want you to go home and spend time with your husband. This stuff can wait. Oh, it's so important. And it means so much to have a leader give you permission. I know intellectually, we don't always need permission, but it sure, sure does help to know that you have that support. The Own It podcast is called Own It, 
because um, we were meeting all kinds of people that there were traits about them that they might not have always thought were that great. And at the end of the day, when they look back, those traits turned into a superpower. If you had to claim what your superpower is, what would that be? And how do you own it, Marsha? I have to confess, I did a little research on this. I listened to two years worth of podcasts over oh, this last boy. weekend. A I plus. did. A plus oh, for you. You have such fabulous guests. And um, so I, I had to like, what do I own? What do I own? And I had to test out. So if it's, if it's a superpower, other people need to feel that energy. Right. So I kept asking like, Hey, if I had a superpower, what, what, here's, what would I do? And I loved your guest that said anxiety and she owned her anxiety. Yes. Yes. And so I, (laughs) I am unapologetically me. I own me. I own my messiness. I own uh, my 57-year-old body. It's beautiful. I own uh, the, the hard knocks that I took to get to where I am today. I own uh, helping others where they say, hey, I think you could help me here. So I am just confident, unapologetically messy. And some days I mess it up and I'm, I'm the first to say, Tiffany, I really screwed up on that. Let's make this right. And I love modeling, not being perfect because none of us are perfect. No. Amen to that sister. Oh, that authenticity too comes through. And it is such a gift again, not just to yourself, but to everybody around you, you give us all permission to do that. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Marsha, for, Uh, the example that you provide to a lot of us as a leader, and then most importantly, as a person. So thank you for being one of those fabulous guests that you just mentioned. (laughs) It's an honor. Thank you. Iowa Women of Achievement nominations are now open. Honorees will be featured on the Iowa Women of Achievement Bridge in downtown Des Moines. Nominate an historical woman today at wlcglobal.org. How can you support the Women of Achievement Award and Girls with Goals Fund? Attend the Girls with Goals Become Women of Achievement Fundraiser. Learn more about the work of Women of Achievement honoree Dr. Christine Grant on June 20th for a viewing party of the unshakable belief, the Dr. Christine Grant story. Proceeds benefit the Girls with Goals Fund. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.